Welcome to River City 360, views and news from around Winnipeg. My name is Nolan Bicknell. With me, as always, is my co-host, Robert Zirk. On today's show, a new award that's honoring good people doing great work in our city. The Vigor Awards are happening this Friday, and we'll speak with the president and founder of the awards, as well as the Winnipeg ambassador, about some of the amazing stories of people who don't often get the recognition that they deserve. Then we'll be speaking with Allison August from the Assiniboine Park Conservancy about their summer entertainment series. She's going to share with us what to expect for that, for that, along with some other amazing events that are happening at the park. We'll also learn all about the Artbeat Studios Edge of Beauty exhibit that's launching this week, where local artists will showcase their work after a six-month residency at the studio. Then, on the RC360 road trip, we'll be visiting the Dufferin Historical Museum in Carmen. And finally, we'll speak with Margaret Jettalina, the editor of Canadian Immigrant Magazine, and she'll tell us all about the speakers and activities that are going to be at the Canadian Immigrant Fair that's taking place during the day on Friday, July 20th. We've got all this, some great tunes, and much, much more on today's episode of River City 360. Hello and welcome to RC360. I'm Robert, you wait. I'm Nolan, you're Robert. I almost got us mixed up <laughs> almost there. Almost the other way it's, around it's there. It's like looking into a mirror across this. There. That must be why it is. How are you doing, Robert? I'm doing not too bad, Nolan, as you can hear my uh, voice clear. is a little better. It's yeah, you. I think I've survived yet another cold. And you're back. Yet another summer cold. Um, yeah, doing not too badly. How about yourself? I'm well, thank you. Life is good. Living the dream. Recording some radio. Going on tours taking RC360 on road trips all week long. Sure are, yeah. It's pretty cool to uh, go all over our great fair province and uh, and tell the stories of some of the lesser-known museums and archives all around our province. Yeah, Where did you guys head some, this week? Some pretty cool uh, artifacts sure. and, and things that we didn't even know were right here in our own backyard. Where are you um, taking us this week? This week we're going to go to Carmen. We're headed to the Dufferin Historical Museum. Um, there are three buildings that are part of the museum, so there's sort of the main museum area that has such a variety of artifacts from around Carmen and the rural municipality of Dufferin. Um, we'll, we'll learn a little bit more about those later on in the show. There's also a restored schoolhouse, the Boyne School, and uh, there's also a restored log cabin that's made basically up of a composite of two different log cabins. Very cool. Um, yeah. Excited to hear about it. Um, we always kick things off with a song right before uh, we get to the road trip. We're going to actually learn about the Vigor Awards. Uh, Queen Amina, who is the president and founder of the awards, and Karen Tusa, the Winnipeg ambassador, are on their way into the studio right now. They're going to tell us all about it. That's happening this weekend as well. we got a whole bunch of events and different cool things to tell you about, but we always kick things off with a song, so what have we got for our listeners today, Robert? We'll start things off with Carmen Cavallero with Music, 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 right here on River City 360. Put another nickel in, in the Nickelodeon. All I want is having you, and music, music, music. I'd do anything for you. All I want is kissing you and music, music, music. Closer, my dear, come closer. The nicest part of any melody is when you're dancing close to me. So put another nickel in, in the Nickelodeon. All I want is loving you and music, music, music. (laughs) 
City 360. My name is Nolan Bicknell, and I'm now joined in studio by two very special guests. I have Queen Amina and Karen Tusa, both of the Vigor Awards, and Queen is the president and founder of the Vigor Awards, and Karen, the Winnipeg ambassador. Thank you for joining us, ladies. Thank you so much, Nolan. Thank so you the, for having us. Uh, it's my pleasure. Uh, so the awards are happening this f- tomorrow night, Friday, July 20th, at the Met, but before we get into sort of all the details about what they all are, you were telling me before we, uh, we started recording here, um, just sort of the origin of the award. So tell me how this all got started and, and where it all came to fruition. So um, Vigo Award came to fruition from uh, a personal experience, uh, 2011, where I had uh, surgery on my two toes and I didn't have help. My husband was unavailable and I have two little babies. And we used to volunteer at a homeless shelter downtown Calgary. Mm-hmm. And when they heard that I won't be able to make it that Saturday, which was the weekend I did the surgery, they now started sending people to my home to come help me. And I had people 24-7 at home, wow. taking shifts, doing everything from cleaning to cooking to driving my kids to school for the next two months. Oh, my god! That was in recovery. And one day I sat in bed and I asked myself, so who is ever going to say thank you to these people? And how do I even say thank you that? Any other person would know what these people have done to help my life at this particular moment that I needed help. Mm -hmm. And how many other people are out there doing quiet, beautiful things just to make another person's life better? Mm -hmm. So I said, oh, I know. I've always been used to going to red carpet because I'm an actress. So I said, fine, why don't we celebrate these people, these everyday ordinary people in such a big way? Yeah. And that was how it all started. So it's kind of the Oscars for good people doing good things in the world. That's right. Beautiful. So, like, what what makes these awards special? It's obviously for people, philanthropists, and just people um, dedicating their lives to making others' lives better. So why do you think this type of an award is special for, for Winnipeggers? There's so much negative news all the time. Everybody thinks there's so much bad in the world, but... We're shedding the light on these amazing people doing amazing things out of the kindness of their heart and showing people out there that there's still good in this world and there's still good Mm -hmm. people and Mm -hmm. kindness out there. Especially nowadays, that's a little bit 
necessary with how yeah. all the craziness that's going exactly, on in the world exactly. for sure. So give me some examples of t- uh, p- past winners. I think you said this is the fourth annual coming yes. up. So who, what types of people have won in the past and who have amazing, you honored? Amazing stories. And at the award, we do tell these people's story. One that really stood out for me was a very well-to-do lady that was a dance teacher. And she was teaching dance lessons in school until her husband left her and she was left with four children, took everything away from her, just her and her four children. So mentally she wasn't able to continue working. She quit her job and she didn't have any money to put her children back into dance class and Mm -hmm. she didn't want to be selfish just teaching her children. So she took everything from her beautiful living room turned them into a garage into the garage and turned her living room into a dance studio oh. and started taking children that are less um, uh, fortunate that can afford dance classes brought them into her home and started training wow. them out of those children one became a, an international olympian oh wow Very and cool. we found that story and we awarded her for sewing into the life of these children. That's awesome. And we have many, many beautiful stories like that. The coolest thing about these awards is these actions and these people are so quietly going about their business, right? right. They're not looking for for any sort of accolades or or revelation. So (laughs) how does it feel to sort of honor people that are doing this good work? How do you feel when you see them up on stage and and wearing their gowns and everything? It's just joy. It's it's amazing. And, you know, and just the experience, even like meeting some of the people here in Winnipeg, even before the awards, it's so rewarding just meeting these people, hearing their stories and hearing about the incredible things that they've been doing. And I had no idea that they were doing these incredible things. It's secondhand inspiration, right? You walk away thinking, what can I do to make my world better? And actually from this, um, we've been posting the nominees on our Facebook page and our Twitter feed. And their stories. And their stories. And from that, I've had people phoning me and and people, groups getting together and going and helping downtown in uh, inner city ministries and so forth and helping out. So tell tell me about some of the nominees and some of the um, categories that people can win awards uh, happening tomorrow night. So we have uh, the Self-Achievement Award, which is somebody that, you know, you came from nothing and Mm -hmm. you walked your way through becoming something. You are an inspiration to another person that is sitting there and say, oh, my world has come to an end. So when we post such stories, we want to encourage people sitting on the edge thinking they cannot make the things happen for themselves anymore. Then we have the Humanitarian Award where people are, you know, they're just doing things out of just their human nature not asking for anything in return. Then we have the volunteers, the people that say, you know what, I have 24 hours a day. I have worked eight hours today, but I want to spend one hour to help somebody else. Then we have the leadership, people in big offices that, you know, even though they have fat checks, they're still using their position to help people outside the office and within the office. And then we have the international leadership. This came about because of the corruption of presidents of countries in Africa. So this is the one that we're trying to pick out the the presidents of countries that are doing great for their country. And we want to use them to inspire other countries to see if this guy is doing great for Canada, you can do fantastic for your country Mm -hmm. too. 
And then what other category do we have? The Vigo Award. The Vigo Award is the person that has the spirit, the most spirit of volunteering. Mm. And all their story is about just volunteering. They don't care where they did it. They don't care how they did it. They're just volunteering. Then we have the Spirit of the Whole City City. Award. Oh, yeah. So that that. one is a very interesting one. So the Spirit of the Whole City is specific to the city we're Mm -hmm. hosting the event. Because you hosted one in Kenya and then there's one in Toronto too, right? right? And Winnipeg. That's right. Why did you pick Winnipeg as the third? It's my hometown (laughs) and I've been involved in it since the beginning. Okay, cool. And not just that. Amazingly, we found out (laughs) that the whole uh, province of Manitoba has the highest number of volunteerism in the whole of Canada. Mm-hmm. Perfect place to bring this. Very mm-hmm. well said, absolutely. <laughs> so what can people expect at the show, at the big red carpet sort of gala oh, at the Met? It's, it's, it's going to be huge. It's a black tie event. It's like, you know, going to the Oscars. We want to make these people just, you know, we want to honor them, We you know, and make like them spoil them. special. Make spoil them feel them. like... Like they're going to be treated to a limo ride to the event. There's going to be a red carpet with interviews and photographers and so forth. And then the award ceremonies. And there's going to be local artists uh, performing at the event. Very cool. Mm -hmm. Are there tickets still available? Where can people find out more information? Um, uh, There's tickets still available. They can get in touch with me. Um, They can go to www.vigorawards.com on our website. Uh, They can buy them online on Eventbrite. And I also have hard copy tickets. Fantastic. So V-I-G-O-R-A-W-A-R-D, VigorAwards.com for more information. How did you find, like, did can people just submit um, yep. nominees for next year potentially? Or, oh, or yes. what's, the, yep. what's the role in that? <laughs> I think we were kind of new to Winnipeg. Um, so we got a, we were actually quite surprised the amount yeah. of nominations yeah, and the people absolutely. that came in. Yeah. Uh, but there were some that came in after we had closed the date that were so we're definitely coming back to Winnipeg again. Awesome. Well, great yeah. to hear. Next time mm-hmm. you're in town, come back and we'll talk Absolutely. about it as well. Is there anything else you want to add about the awards uh, that are happening yeah. tomorrow, Queen? Um, we just want people to really come out because it's different from the normal um, award ceremonies that people are used to. Mm-hmm. We're very, very unique by the stories that we tell. So we're telling people, don't sit at home. Come listen to these Mm -hmm. stories because it's happening right next door to you. For sure. And you don't even know that that person is a hero. Amazing the stories that came out. Even she was born in this city and didn't even know. I yeah. already, I always you know. knew, but yeah. I didn't know. And, and it's, it's great to put a face on it and see the person that's Absolutely. actually in, on the ground floor really making yes. the, the city a better place. And even yeah. through meeting these nominees, we met this incredible little boy named Harris that was doing so much um, to yeah. help the homeless. He's wow. only nine years old. Oh, my gosh. Ten Ten, ten right? years old. <laughs> he just turned ten. ten. Oh, well, he's birthday. ten. Oh, yeah, he turned ten in June. That's he was amazing. collecting water bottles. He didn't want any gifts or anything. He just wanted water what bottles. What a little beauty! Yeah. That's amazing. Well, yeah. come out and get inspired at the Vigor Awards. That's happening tomorrow night, uh, July twentieth at the Met. You can find tickets and more information at vigorawards.com. Queen and uh, Karen, thank you so much for talking to us today. Really appreciate it. Thanks a lot, Nolan, thank for having us. Thanks for having us in. Thanks, Nolan. Coming up next, are you looking for some fun in the sun this summer? Allison August of the Assiniboine Park Conservancy will be joining us after the break to talk about their summer entertainment series. There's a ton of great events that are happening for the whole family to enjoy lots of music, and we'll hear about that, as I mentioned, after this next break. Before we get to that, here is Ronnie Dove with Happy Summer Days right here on River City 360.
sun promises another wonderful day and good fortune is all along the To a new world we'll explore Bringing thrills that we never knew before When the one you love can show you What's behind that magic door These are happy, happy, happy summer days Summer days These are happy, happy, happy summer days River City 360. My name is Sunny Promolo, and I'm here today with Allison August, Marketing and Community Engagement Coordinator of Assiniboine Park Conservancy. Welcome to the show, Allison. Hi, Sunny. Thanks for having me. So you guys actually have a ton of things happening, as always. Can you talk to me about your Winnipeg Summer Entertainment Series? Yeah, the Casinos of Winnipeg Summer Entertainment Series is uh, just a series of entertainment, musical acts, movies, um, jazz that uh, happens in the park all summer long. So every Thursday and Sunday evening, we activate the Lyric Theater at uh, 7 o'clock. Every Sunday afternoon in the uh, Leo Mole Sculpture Garden, we have jazz in the Leo Mole Garden. And starting Fridays in August, every Friday, night is Movies in the Park presented by uh, Scotiabank Credit Union. And so that's a really fun event. We have a double feature every Friday night. So there's just lots of wonderful free options for families and community and friends to come out and enjoy entertainment all summer at the park. That's so awesome. What made the park want to provide this kind of entertainment? I think that the park has always been um, a gathering place for people. It's a place where people come to have special moments and create memories and just spend time with loved ones. And so it seems like a natural thing to, to create uh, an activation, a reason for people to come. And, and you know, uh, often people come for no reason at all. But this is just something that we can provide to community members. And, you know, I, we believe that arts and culture should be accessible to everyone, not just, you know, if uh, you can afford to go to concerts or 
art galleries like we have a wonderful partnership with the wag so we have wag at the park so there's some galleries on the second and third floor of the pavilion that are also free um we have fitness opportunities we have yoga in the park every wednesday morning at 6 45 at the lyric also free we have such a short summer season so we just want to activate it as much as possible and give community members something to do on saturday july 28th you have the folklorama kickoff happening what's going to happen then Okay, so the Folklorama kickoff, we have a wonderful partnership with Folklorama this year, and they've activated the stage uh, over four dates this summer. And so this is their big kickoff. It starts at three o'clock in the afternoon. They're going to have all kinds of cultural workshops, performances, and demonstrations. There's going to be a third and bird market. And so they're really going to come and take over the Lyric Stage and Lyric Lawn area and uh, kick off their fantastic festival that will run for the following two weeks in Winnipeg. So you mentioned earlier that there's also going to be yoga at the park. Yeah, every Wednesday morning in July and August until the 29th of August, we have a free yoga class at 6.45 a.m. So it's an early morning for to get your day started. And our instructor, Stephanie Baranowski, leads uh, yogis through a one-hour practice. And she's there every Wednesday morning. In, unless there's a little bit of thunder and lightning, in which case there's a, we, we do have to call it off. But generally, we've been getting some really great Wednesday mornings, and it's been uh, we've seen some good crowds out. So you were mentioning earlier that there's art in the pavilion. Of course, there's art in the Leo, Leo Mall Sculpture Garden. And in the pavilion on the second floor, I believe it's the Winnie the Bear exhibit, right? Yes, it is. The Winnie exhibit is amazing. It's uh, a partnership that we have with Ryerson University. And so it tells the story of the real Winnie the Bears. So uh, Colonel uh, Harry Colborn, who picked up this little black bear before he traveled overseas and named it Winnie after his hometown of Winnipeg. And so we have all kinds of really neat um, artifacts and uh, digitalized uh, information that's there. And it's a pretty fun, uh, it's a pretty fun little exhibit to uh, with real historical information and message as well. So that's lots of fun. Absolutely. Lots of things to do. Coming up next weekend, uh, we have uh, the Royal Winnipeg Ballet, Ballet in the Park, which you normally hold. What's expected for that? Oh, that always, we have always great crowds out for that. And that's uh, the RWB, the Royal Winnipeg Ballet, comes out Wednesday and Thursday and Friday night. The I believe the exact dates are the 25th, 26th, 26th. 7th and um, so it's a Wednesday through Friday and their their performers their dancers do a beautiful uh, show uh, all three nights and it's such a wonderful opportunity for families and kids bring a picnic or we have also our concession open to uh, to serve you and uh, what a wonderful you know what so many I've taken uh, my kids to the ballet before and they kind of are squirmy or they want to get up and dance and this is like the perfect opportunity because there you are in a big wide field in the park and uh, weather is generally on our side at that time and it's a really special event at the park. Yeah, it typically draws a pretty large crowd. I've been a couple of times myself and it's always a great time. It is. Get there early. Yes. (laughs) Um, Movies in the park at the Lyric Theatre are also starting in August. Uh, What kind of movies can people expect? Oh my gosh, we have great movies this year. Uh, We always start off the double feature with a children's family-friendly show at 6.30 p.m. We've moved the times up from 6.30 to 6.30 p.m. and 8.45 p.m. this year. They were a little later previous years. So this year we're starting it 
off with a sort of girl power event. We have Cars 3, which has a strong female lead, we're told. And then uh, our late feature that night is Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. And uh, then following weeks, we have Peter Rabbit, Jumanji, Coco, which is a great film. I saw at theaters with my kids. Um, Black Panther, a, a blockbuster. Uh, and rounding it out is Ferdinand and Guardi- Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. So we try to always choose something that's really family friendly and then try to, you know, round it out with a blockbuster uh, for when the sun starts to go down. Whoever wants to catch a nice flick at the park, make sure you do so. Bring your popcorn and just make sure to clean up after yourself, of course. Speaking of the park itself, there's so many things to do, whether it's the Assiniboine Park Zoo, the Nature Playground, where you can visit the sculpture of Winnie the Bear. You have the gardens like Leo Mole and the Park Cafe even. So you can do a lot of things like renting a bike. You can actually rent a bike there. Yeah, we have some uh, amazing partners, Be Together Bikes. So they have all kinds of fun bikes that you can rent. You can rent a single bike or you can rent doubles or... Um, these little cart bikes and I don't know what they're exactly what the title for them is but we uh, we just had some some staff training uh, happen and so part of our training was to ride these bikes around these quad bikes all together <laughs> it was around the park it was so much fun so uh, a great way to see the park and to be active and outdoors yeah going back to the summer entertainment series what kind of uh, music can people expect to see um okay well we have a great lineup of music we've already seen some great shows come through this summer uh on sunday july 22nd we have a new frequency band and that's a bob marley tribute band so who doesn't love bob marley what a great summer sound that is and then coming up later uh in into august we have wally larson who's a great friend of assiniboine park and always a favorite among crowds uh we also have ron paley's big band on august the 9th uh, the Mika Ehrenberg band this guy has such a great sound he's like a singer songwriter super cool super hip vibe uh, and then later in the summer we have blues night with Deborah Lynn band so some great blues outdoors on a Thursday night uh, I should also mention we have the pop-up patio Thursday nights at Assiniboine Park so the oh. pavilion is activating their patio every Thursday night from 5 p.m. to 11 p.m. and so you can stop in and have some cocktails and some appetizers and uh, it's every Thursday night, the pop-up patio at the pavilion. Definitely need to check that out. Um, so you also have something coming up, I guess, a few years down the road called uh, the Diversity Gardens. That's going to be something quite interesting and something special for Winnipeg. Sure is. Yeah. Canada's Diversity Gardens is currently under construction and you'll see it in the southeast corner of the park. And um, it's going to be magnificent. There's going to be uh, three indoor biomes. There's going to be beautiful gardens all around it. Um, uh, There's going to be a... Uh, indigenous people's garden there's going to be a kitchen garden incredible event space within it a restaurant Um, it's really a place where we will tell the story of culture through plants we'll talk we'll tell the story of medicine and of um, food and of beauty and of culture and community and we'll tell those stories through horticulture through plants so uh, it's going to be something totally unique to Winnipeg totally inspiring and it's going to be very exciting. 
Very cool. Again, thank you, Allison, for coming down to River City 360 to talk to us today. Um, is there anything else you would like to add about the Assiniboine Park Conservancy? Oh, um, I just think uh, it's such a gem that we have this in Winnipeg. It's a beautiful park. There's so much to see and do. There's incredible things happening in our zoo. We would love to see you come out and explore Journey to Churchill. And uh, we have a wonderful new wolf exhibit that's open. So don't forget about that when you're visiting the park. And yeah, we're just uh, we're just so grateful that we have this incredible asset in our city. Thanks again, Allison. Thank you. Thanks, Sunny. Our next story is about Artbeat Studios' upcoming Edge of Beauty exhibit, which is actually launching tonight. So if you're in the area around the Exchange District, you should head on down to 62 Albert Street for 7 p.m. and check that out. Uh, if you're listening to this on uh, Saturday or on the podcast, obviously you missed it, but you can still check things out. So 62 Albert Street, uh, you can go check out the exhibit. Artbeat, of course, was established way back in 2005, and it has a very... A unique and kind of important model where they bring in artists free of charge for six-month residencies. And what's special about our beat is that uh, all of the artists are typically dealing with mental illness or, or issues of some sort, and they provide social support and mentorship on top of a beautiful studio space, all to help with their mental health recovery and empowerment. I was able to visit Artbeat Studios yesterday and was given a tour through the exhibit just as they were kind of setting up and, and getting ready for tonight uh, by Taylor Billenduke. She was a special project quarter coordinator for Artbeat Studio and uh, here's our conversation. So just maybe describe what the Edge of Beauty um, 27th annual ex- or biannual exhibition is going to entail. So the 27th biannual exhibition is a group of seven artists that have just finished their six-month residency here at Artbeat Studio. So it's kind of a mental health recovery art studio. So in that time they kind of get their own space and they get to just be free and do whatever medium they kind of want. So we have a variety of artists, um, lots of paintings. We have lots of pottery and just mixed media kind of stuff like that. So yeah, the edge of beauty is just all of the artists and their various beautiful work that they kind of produced over the past six months. Is the art intended to evoke feelings of sort of calmness and, and mental health stability or does the creation of the art create that yeah so I would say probably just the program and the six months the the whole experience of doing the art is the calming activity they they kind of produce whatever subject matter they want but most of them are kind of calming we have lots of swirling kind of calming patterns and one girl likes to work on mandalas and kind of the calming effect of that but then we also have one guy who does graffiti and kind of all over the place like that but it's just the process of the art in any kind of way they want to evoke it to. what is it about creating art that um can sort of reduce stress levels and and help with mental health i think it's just any kind of process that you pick so if you pick painting on canvas it's just kind of like the brush strokes that any way it swivels can kind of provoke that calmness or like i was saying the mandalas um, what are that what is that so mandalas she's the expert on that but they kind of they're spiritual symbols, I guess, that provoke um, feelings of calmness or meditation kind of purposes. Yeah. Um, So how does someone get involved with Artbeat Studio? Like, how does this all come together? So first of all, we invite um, anyone who's interested for a tour of the space. Um, So they'll tour Artbeat Studio here. And then we also have 
um, Studio Central at 444 Kennedy, which is an urban arts center. So it's kind of seeing which is the better fit for that person. So the Art B Studio here has an artist in residency program, which is a six month program where they will get their own studio space to um, do any kind of art they want, any kind of medium. And in that time, it's kind of self-directed. So they self-direct themselves in their work here. Um, but at Studio Central, it's an urban art center where they have free art programming every day at three o'clock. So those are more of a drop-in session. So if you're not kind of wanting to commit to a full residency here, you can just do drop-in courses there. And for the residencies, do they have to have a background in, in uh, education in art or anything like that? Or can anyone just kind of come in and, and try it out? So the only requirement that we have for Artbeat Studio is that you have kind of a mental health um, issue that you kind of want to... Um, heal throughout the process so you don't have to have any kind of professional skill in art it can be anything you want or even if you want to learn a skill we teach pottery lessons and everything here so anything that you'd want to do you can come and do you don't have to have a specific qualification just as long as you have a mental health issue that you want to um, recover from in terms of art so when you're seeing some of these works that are happening for the Edge of Beauty uh, exhibition, how do you feel when you uh, witness the, the art being created and then when you actually see the finished pieces? I think, honestly, it's beautiful, like seeing just how they develop and the kind of processes where they come in at the beginning and they're kind of standoffish and a little bit shy to come into this whole group environment. But now at the end, they're coming in for this kind of dinner and they're all celebrating and all just excited to see their artwork hung up. It's a really nice thing to see. I would imagine it kind of creates a confidence that maybe wasn't there before or something or like how 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 do you see the uh, transit the uh, uh, how do people change from when they step in the door day one to six months later? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think mostly empowerment through art is a huge, uh, huge thing. Um, a lot of them are a lot more confident and they like to kind of communicate a lot more openly and like to share their art rather than before they would kind of be shy to share their art and their skill. But they kind of realize that it doesn't matter what their skill is. They're just showing their art and everyone's happy and excited to share things. So that's a really good thing. Very cool. So let's talk about the edge of beauty. So does biannual mean twice a year or once every two years? Like I, I always forget that one. Yeah, so it's twice a year. So every six months we have artists. So after the six-month residency, we have a show, I think, usually in February. Um, and then there's one in July. So what's happening for this one in July? That's hap or it's start or it's launching this Thursday at 7 p.m. Just describe what people can expect if they uh, come on down. Okay, so 7 p.m. is the opening reception. Um, so we have our seven artists that will all be here. Um, all their work is hung up and all of it's for sale. So all of the sales made go directly to the artist for the past six months. And we'll have some live music. We'll have a lot of great snacks and it's free to come. So just come and check it out. Is there anything else you want to add about the Edge of Beauty? It's happening uh, this Thursday, July 19th, starts at 7 p.m. at 62 Albert Street here at Artbeat Studio. Uh, if you can't make it out for that date, gallery hours are 12 to 5 Tuesday to Friday and 12 to 3 on Saturday. But is there anything else you'd like to add, Taylor? Um, I think it's just a great way to get involved with the nonprofit community in Winnipeg and just check out the organization and have a really fun, relaxing night and just enjoy some good art. Perfect. Thanks, Taylor, for talking to us today. All right. Thank you so much. Thanks, Nolan. And as they mentioned, the Edge of Beauty exhibit launches tonight, Thursday, July 19th at 7 p.m. at 62 Albert Street. So go and check out some great local talent. That's correct. Yeah, Taylor took me on a little tour of the studio, as I mentioned, and we got to see some of the work that was done. It was really cool. Very, very talented artists that are uh, that are in that studio and in Winnipeg in general. So go check out Artbeat uh, anytime in the next few weeks.
Coming up next, we've got the RC360 road trip. We took a trip out to the Dufferin Historical Museum in Carbon, Manitoba. Tyler King, the vice president of the museum, is going to take us on a tour highlighting some of the museum's most notable artifacts, as well as a restored schoolhouse and log cabin that are also on site. But before we get to that, here's Guy Mitchell with Cloud Lucky 7 right here on RC360. You're in love, you're walking on cloud lucky seven. High seven is the cloud nearest heaven. When you're in love, when you're in love, when you're in love. Someone who you're on clouds one and two with someone who makes me like singing. As you see more and more of the one you adore, you're on clouds three and four and bells are ringing. When you reach five and six, then your heart bumps and kicks. There's one more cloud to go. Seven is the cloud nearest heaven When you're in love, when you're in love, when you're in love Love, love When you're in love singing as you see more and more of the one you adore you're on clouds three and four and bells are ringing when you reach five and six then your heart bumps and kicks there's one more cloud to go Welcome to the River City 360 Road Trip. Today we're heading out to the Dufferin Historical Museum in Carmen, Manitoba to speak with Tyler King, Vice President of the Museum, to learn all about it. Let's go! Welcome back to River City 360 and we are on a road trip that finds us in Carmen, Manitoba and I'm now joined by Tyler King. He is with the Dufferin Historical Museum. 
Tyler, thank you so much for joining us today and taking us on a bit of a tour of the Dufferin Historical Museum. Well, thank you for joining us today. The moment you step into the museum, there's so much to see. Tell us a little bit about the Dufferin Historical Museum and some of the things that people can find here. Uh, the museum's been around for over 50 years. We did have our celebration a couple of years ago for, for our 50th. It's filled with mostly items that were found in the Carmen and Dufferin area over the years. Uh, we have a wide variety of items that range from farming tools to uh, laundry items, school, church. We've also now added the Boyne School to the site, which now houses all of the school-related artifacts, except for a few items. And then we also have a log cabin as well on site to give uh, an early settlers kind of uh, viewpoint. And so let's take a walk over to one of those things. It's hard not to notice this magnificent cathedral that's been hand-carved out of wood. Tell us a little bit about the background behind this, uh, what we're looking at here. Well, this was handcrafted by George Strachan, and this was a project that took a number of years to complete and is based on an old-style cathedral. Uh, it's got an impressive-looking clock with a lot of detail on it. It was a lot of time spent on it, so we even enclosed it into glass to showcase it because it is quite uh, quite fragile and very detailed. It did tour around, and you can see that it has because there's a few little pieces that have gone missing over the years. Uh, but now that it's it's got its final uh, kind of resting place, uh, it can be uh, preserved and and admired by people that come and check it out in Carmen. And something that really stood out here uh, in this area of the museum is the post office that was in use in Graysville for over a century. Tell us a little bit about the history behind what we're seeing here. The Graysville Post Office opened May 1st, 1904, and uh, it had a number of boxes off the start, but there's actually, I think, only about 50 boxes here. What there, it shows is the little wicket as well uh, that you could talk to the postmaster through and then receive your mail on the other side. The dials were used to be able to access, so it wasn't yeah, a They've a got key combination system. locks yeah. here, yeah, it so looks it's like. a lot different than what we're used to today. Uh, so it's kind of neat. You can see into the window to see what you if you had any mail before you made that uh, venture into trying to unlock your box. And so it's very neat. It's all wood except for the boxes. You can also see in behind where the postmaster would work, how they would shove the mail in. There's some names on there uh, for some of the people that would have been their box and uh, just the counter space that they would have used back then as well. So here we've got an original fire cart. Yeah, so this would have been a 1900s uh, style fire cart. It's been restored. There's the valve on it that shows uh, how much is in the, in the fire cart. There was uh, hoses that would come off of that. And uh, there is also a bucket here and there is a bell on it as well. So that would have been rung as it was being uh, towed to a fireplace. And uh, over here we see uh, a really marvelous collection of oil paintings. Tell us about these paintings and uh, the painter who painted them. 
so this collection comes from A.A. Brooks, who uh, moved to Carmen many, many years ago and spent most of his life doing different kinds of paintings. These ones were done in while he was in his 80s, and a lot of his work has been sold all over Canada, including in Toronto and down through uh, the USA as well. There's a lot of detail in the oil uh, painting, and the ones that we have depict early farm life in a rural community. Uh, so there's a lot of uh, depiction of both summer and winter activities, harvest, and the work that would have been undertaken over the years. So there's a lot going on in the museum, but this building is only one portion of, of what you have here. Let's maybe walk over to the Boyne School and uh, take a look at what's there. Sure. The nice thing about our buildings are that they're accessible as well so that anybody can get into them uh, and take a look around. Very cool. Okay, so we just walked into a classroom here. Tell us a little bit about where we are. Yeah, so the Boyne School was the 24th school in Manitoba. This school uh, actually had burned down a couple of times. This is the newest one out of the ones that were around, and it's still almost 100 years old. The neat things about this school are the blackboards. Uh, everyone enjoys playing with the blackboards. The desks, which are uh, some of the original desks from the Boyne School as well. And we also have a teacher's desk that was uh, gifted to us as well. There is a piano in here. Uh, because school, one-room schoolhouses were the main sh social place in a community. So all activities, including uh, dances and other activities, would take place here. Uh, we have included everything that would have been in a typical one-room schoolhouse. Interesting, these school rules here back in 1872. They're very interesting. Uh, there's uh, the outline of what the teachers had to do uh, each day. So it in included filling lamps, trimming wicks, cleaning chimneys, that they had to get a bucket of water each day. And then there's also a lot of rules about what a teacher could do before and after school uh, on their personal time as well, because they were still seen as being part of the community and had to keep a certain standard of living. So we'll head on over to the cabin which is just on the opposite side of the, uh, the main museum building. So we're now in the Sexsmith Morgan Log Cabin, and the reason it's called the Sexsmith Morgan Log Cabin is because it actually includes logs from both farmsteads in order to be able to, to make it here, uh, because some were pretty rotten in the original Sexsmith homestead, so we had to kind of improvise two together to be able to make this. So it is constructed using those logs and has been set up to kind of look like what a, a little log house would be. And here in the center, we uh, see also a buffalo coat. Yes, this buffalo coat is very popular with people, especially uh, kids. They get to come here. This is one artifact they get to, to touch. We do have a number of artifacts that you can touch in the museum. Occasionally people put it on. I can admit that I have wore this and in a 35 degree day for one of our multicultural events. The board thought it would be hilarious to make me wear it. Uh, and it, it's a warm coat that definitely would keep you warm in the winter. 
If people are interested in coming down and visiting the museum, how can they get a hold of you to uh, to come stop by for a visit? Well, we're open uh, from Tuesday to Sunday. Uh, the only day we're closed is Mondays. Uh, we're cl- open on Sunday from 1 till 5, and all the other days are from 10 till 5 uh, during July and August. And we are available also by appointment after the season as well. And we can be contacted through our website, dufferinhistoricalmuseum.ca, and you can click on a link there to contact us or you can call the museum phone number at any time during the summer as well to arrange appointments. Fantastic. Thank you so much, Tyler, for uh, taking us on a tour of the Dufferin Historical Museum today. Ah, my pleasure. Thank you for coming out today. Thanks for coming on the RC360 road trip. See you next week, same time, different place. Thanks, Robert. Up next, if you're looking for something interesting to do this Friday, why not check out the Canadian Immigrant Fair that's happening during the day? We're going to learn all about it after our next musical break, as we're going to be joined by Margaret Jadalina, editor of Canadian Immigrant Magazine. But before we get to that, here's Chicago with Saturday in the Park, right here on RC360.
Welcome back to River City 360. Robert Zirk here with you today, and I am now joined via telephone by Margaret Jettelina. She is the editor of Canadian Immigrant Magazine, and uh, we're going to be talking about the Canadian Immigrant Fair today, which uh, the magazine holds in eight different cities across Canada, including one in Winnipeg that is happening tomorrow, July 20th. Margaret, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me, Robert. So to start things off, I'm wondering if you can tell our listeners a little bit about the Canadian Immigrant Fair, uh, maybe a little bit of background about the fair and and about what the goal of the fair is. Our magazine has been around. It's a national print and online publication for about 14 years. And about eight years ago, we decided um, we wanted to get out there in the communities and connect with immigrants face-to-face as opposed to just providing information via our magazine. And that's when the idea for the events were born. So basically, the events are a trade show with a lot of diverse exhibitors, um, including hiring employers, educational institutes, career advisors, that sort of thing. And then we also complement the trade show with a day-long speaker series. So we have a variety of speakers, uh, most of them immigrants themselves, who have uh, you know, come to Canada and succeeded to share their stories, share their advice, that sort of thing. And then after a few successful years in Toronto, we started expanding to Vancouver, Calgary, Edmonton, Halifax, Winnipeg. And uh, it's been wonderful. This will be the third annual fair in Winnipeg. And we hold it at the Radisson Downtown Hotel um, in their banquet room there on the 11th floor. And we've received great response in the last two years. Last year, we were just stunned by the amount of people coming um, through the doors. We had a huge lineup at at the beginning of the day just to uh, register at the door for those that forgot to register online. (laughs) Who exactly is the fair geared toward? Is it mainly for job seekers or are there other services that are available there that even if you're not searching for employment, that there might be something there that might be valuable? It's definitely more than a job fair. It's a full fair that focuses on three pillars, actually. It's careers, education and settlement. So we have exhibitors who will be there to provide you with professional career advice. Um, We also have a resume clinic where you can get uh, one-on-one free consultation about your resume. We have free professional headshots for uh, LinkedIn profiles. Everyone needs a nice smiling headshot there um, to project, you know, the best first impression. And then there's exhibitors who provide social service information, information about immigration, information about loans for immigrants. We have the Immigrant Access Fund there talking about how um, newcomers can access loans to help them go relicense back in their profession. So there's a, a lot of variety. It's not just, you know, looking for a job, but, you know, it's all about setting yourself up for success in Canada. Absolutely. And uh, it's great that all those services are available in one space because a lot of that information, especially for someone who might be new to Canada, often that's that's not very easy for people to find out. So it's it's great to have all of that available under one roof. Mm-hmm. We also have, let's say, the Canada Revenue Agency coming there to talk about how you can claim tax benefits like the child tax benefit, things like that. So it's, it's a lot of information, you know, everything that you could possibly think about. Uh, settlement agencies uh, from Winnipeg will also be there, such as Skill Success Center and Manitoba Start, who can, you know, provide advice on general settlement issues 
from housing or, or basic, you know, information on your first steps in Canada. It's beneficial for even someone who's been here for a couple of years and just wants to progress in in their journey. We have lots of great speakers. We have an accent reduction workshop. We have MLA Florfina Marcelino coming to provide some inspiration about leadership. We have career strategy workshops and even a workshop on communicating among diverse workplace. So a lot of variety. If people are interested in visiting the fair, how can they how can they register? Well, we recommend registering online on our website, which is canadianimmigrant.ca slash careerfair slash Winnipeg. And they can register online. And if they don't get a chance to register online, we still welcome them at the door. On July 20th, we open at 10 a.m. That's great. And you said it was at the Radisson Hotel on the 11th floor uh, downtown on Portage Avenue in Winnipeg? Yes, 288 Portage. Great. Anything else you'd like to add about the uh, Canadian Immigrant Fair? Although we have lots of things happening, we have some hiring employers as well, such as RCMP and Arm Brothers Transport and Manitoba Liquors and Lotteries. But one of the most important things about our event, I think, is the connections made. When a newcomer, whether they've been here for a month or, you know, several years, coming down, making connections with other people, networking, those are some of the best benefits that they can actually get from attending an event like ours. All right. Well, thank you so much, Margaret, for speaking with me about the Canadian Immigrant Fair today. I really appreciate it. Thanks so much, Robert. That's a wrap on this week's episode of River City 360. Thank you so much for tuning in today, and a huge thank you for all of our guests for talking to us as well. If you'd like to hear more views and news from around Winnipeg, listen to any of our past episodes, or subscribe to our podcast, you can visit us online at rivercity360.org. Again, that's rivercity360.org. River City 360, views and news from around Winnipeg, is a project of the Winnipeg Foundation in partnership with CJNU 93.7 FM. And of course, we'd love to hear your feedback about the show. If you'd like to request a song, just suggest a topic for a future show, or even just say hi, let us know how we're doing. Give us a call on our listener line. It's open 24-7-204-944-9474 is the number to call. If you've been enjoying our road trip series this summer, let us know what your favorite road trip has been so far. And... Maybe you have a suggestion for a museum or an archive in Manitoba that we should visit next. So give us a call if you have uh, if you want to let us know. Give us a call. Again, the number is 204-944-9474, extension 360. Or you can hit us up on Twitter or Facebook by searching at RiverCity360 on Twitter and RiverCity360 on Facebook as well. I'm Nolan Bicknell, signing off for RC360. And I'm Robert Zirk. Thank you again so much for listening, and we'll see you next week. Have a great day and a great weekend. Mm-hmm.